Nope. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to episode 76 of the Roughed Up Podcast. This is Matt Armstrong alongside Wes E., uh, Mike Roy, and Tim Rodriguez. Uh, we're joining you a little late in the week. Uh, we're about a halftime of uh, an ugly uh, matchup with two O and three teams. Um, so we're actually just going to go over best bets. Um, were there any uh, regrets that you guys had this week? Uh, look, looking at uh, some Falcons and Dallas uh, ideas. Why don't we start with uh, your Jacksonville pick over there, champ? Yeah, yeah, Jacksonville was ugly. That was that was an ugly ass game. All three of me you are Minshew mania. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. no, no, no. You'll never get me on this because it's a Thursday night game with Dolphins Jags. That's a you tune into something else. That's, that's part of the that, handicap. That's the uh, that's the night you uh, let the wife choose what's on TV. You don't watch that game. So, <laughs> the handicap is having the bet that atrocious ass game. Like, oh god. <laughs> terrible. terrible. Well, I hope you all went and cashed your bets with the Dolphins. Oh shit. Balls no. tattooed. Wes, come on, please re- relax. Um, so yeah, we're currently watching Padres Cardinals in the background, so Tim is gonna not be professional and make some noises. <laughs> Sorry, so, that ball was absolutely crushed off the wall. Okay, we'll move on to uh uh you know, so a game that people would probably think it was supposed to be a good game, but uh Packers Saints Saints uh I guess put up some numbers, but uh, I don't think they were the better team. Lose by touchdown. Uh easy no, they, cover. Yeah, they were not the better team. For sure, the defense is still making way too many mistakes. Penalties everywhere on the field. Just poor to see this team at home, like kind of just laying eight like that. No Michael Thomas, probably a big factor. So two games yeah. in a row now where Breeze doesn't have his top weapon, and now it's like, you know, a fool me once, he lays an egg in Vegas. The offense looks weak. Fool me twice again, just can't get the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. A Kamara can only do so much. It seems like really that's a key for this this team. Yeah, I yeah. agree with everything you said. Yeah. Uh, it, it's clear Breeze doesn't have the arm he once did. Uh, I mean, he was struggling to get ball get the ball twenty yards downfield. That was it was it was pretty ugly. I was like basically the only success, successful passes were five five yard dump offs and like two yard passes to Kamara in which he took it eighty yards to the house, like. You, you can't you can't expect that every single game. That I, I understand Alvin Kamara is a god, and he just goes off every single time he touches the ball. But the fact is, you can't expect that every single single time every week. Um, and the way that the Saints' defense play was extraordinarily poor. Lazard ran all over them. They didn't even have Devontae Adams, and they scored thirty-seven points. Like, there's no way that should be happening. They they have. The, the, the Green Bay Packers aren't world beaters in terms of the type of weapons that they have. They have a, a guy off the street just running down and, and getting 180 yards passing. Like, it's pretty absurd. I, I was very disappointed with the Saints' performance. They did not look like the team that we thought they were. Could I interest you in Jameis Winston? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sending Breeze into retirement, huh? I mean <laughs> – you want someone who can throw the deep ball. James Winston's thrown for a lot of yards these last few years. Yeah, but to the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to give you picks, but if uh... – Hey, one of the things that uh, 
this is kind of like a sleeper idea is that Jameis Winston couldn't see last year and he, he finally got a uh, LASIK eye surgery. Yeah. So yep, maybe you can actually see, see what team he's throwing the football to. I, I think it's way too early to start calling for Breeze's name. Uh, the team is also just not, not, it's a similar team, but just not great. Um, I guess we can probably skip uh, the Chiefs Ravens coverage. All down the line, we thought this was going to be a close game. Ravens were going to cover. Um, that was uh, a bad call from all of us. Uh, that game was not close. It was quite a dud from the Ravens. Um, uh, Lamar, that was the worst game I've ever seen Lamar play. He he played poor during the postseason against the Titans, but that game, that game against the Chiefs last week, way worse. I mean, Monday night. Uh, the game again on Monday night, he was way worse. He had six yards in the first half passing. I mean, every single ball he threw was inaccurate. It was either way over receiver's head. It was underthrown. Like, it was really bad. Even the last play of the game, right? You have a fourth and 24 situation. He throws the ball 10 yards out of bounds. Like, you're not going to give your receiver even a remote a chance to, to, to get it, to pick it up. Like, he he just looked awful. He he did not look prepared for that game. Yeah, it seems like one of those games where you trust uh, John Harbaugh to like maybe look ahead and have the, a good game plan against the Chiefs, uh, specifically versus their offense or something. And they look bad too. And the Ravens are like a really respected defense, so both sides of the ball didn't didn't show up to this game. So it's kind of a wash. You know, it's supposed to be a good game, but it was just ugly. And the Chiefs special teams gave him a touchdown, too. Even with that, they, the game was not close. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to our best bets. Uh, I, I guess we brought this up a little earlier. We had uh, quite a meltdown for the Falcons. Uh, <laughs> do you have any uh, statements about your Falcons, Roy? I mean, how does Dan, how does Dan Quinn still have a job in this league? Uh, clearly the offense isn't the problem. Um, I wish I could have seen these games. I wish like there was a bar that had to send me tickets so I could watch these games to figure out how the hell is this team melting down so bad in the fourth quarter. I mean, these are like historic meltdowns and it's, are you playing that soft defense that just cover D? I, I mean, I didn't, I thought there was no way um, a Trubisky led team could put up that kind of points. And of course I was right. Little did I know that they'd bring in the MVP, the GOAT, <laughs> Nick Foles, to ruin my dreams. Um, yeah, but back-to-back meltdowns like this, I think this team is now, in my mind, is so hard to trust this team to, to hold any lead. Like, if they're underdogs, sure. I think you can see a backdoor cover kind of, you know, easily in the making because the offense is still fine. But – to, to have this team, like, be favored and, and to trust them, that is almost just it's, – it's too tall a task anymore. So, I think I'm looking for value at this team as a dog um, because, like, you know, if they're down big, like, maybe shades of this coming week, this coming game uh, at Green Bay, they're going to be chucking the ball all over the field, and I can see them easily putting up points and backdoor cover. But as far as this team being favored anymore, I mean, good night. Good luck on that one. I don't know quite sure if Dan Quinn calls the plays, but what if I told you Todd Gurley was rushing 5.7 yards per carry? 
and you were up by what was it what was it this time 20 20 something yeah yeah and he only ran the football 14 times we still had matt ryan throwing 40 times in a game that they're up uh 20 plus points so that's that's unacceptable yeah that's on the coach and the oc it's not yep. like that's ever happened in a big game where he would have learned. From <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the, you had the same situation that you had in the Super Bowl. The, the Falcons, they proceeded to go three and out four times in a row in the second half. You can't have that. you got to have at least one first down in the second half. Yeah. Literally, you're just giving the Bears multiple opportunities to score with little to no resistance. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, that, that's, that, you can't have it. All right, but but then we've got uh, Timmy's uh, Bills, who also Whew, almost was, pulled a similar a act. Burner. Yeah, I was a sweat Dude, as they were well. Twenty-eight to three. My <laughs> God! Like, how do they do this to me? I was watching the game and I was like, "What is going on? How is this happening?" Like, they were up twenty-eight to three in the third. I'm just like, what? Then all of a sudden, it was 28-17. Then it was 28-24. I'm like, okay, maybe the Bills might have a drive here. And then they were driving, and there was a fumble by Aaron Donald. He just rips it right out of Josh Allen's hands. And and I was like, what in the world just happened? And, and then they go down, right down and score. And now it's 32-28. And I'm like, whoa, what the? And and. A miraculous penalty, which was kind of a bullshit call, but saved the day for the Bills and saved my cover. But yeah, it was the I felt bad for the Rams, and it's great. It's great for the Niners because if the Niners are able to beat the Bills later on in the year, it has seeding implications for the playoffs. So that's that's really important. And looking at seeding at uh, after week three, week three playoff seeding. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna go over my best bet because I bet against the Jets and they look terrible against the Niners, so that was easy money. I have two houses now. You mean the Giants? I was the Giants, Giants last week. Oh, the Giants. Yeah. Well, I was, uh, same I've got team. Those, same yeah, teams. Got, I, yeah, those basically teams, the same team. <laughs> those two teams I bet back back uh, weeks and then. Imagine quite- being a New York sports fan right now. All you have is the Yankees. That's it. Not like bad. The Mets are absolute trash. The, the the Mets are absolute garbage. You have the Nets that are that are bad. Then you have uh, what else is there? You have the Giants and the Nick? Jets who are absolute Nets? garbage. The Islanders. Well, the, <laughs> the Islanders are good. Yeah. But nobody mm. watches hockey, hockey in America. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Uh, someone mentioned hockey on this podcast. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know. Oh, who watches hockey in America? You couldn't tell me who won the last Stanley Cup. It just happened. It just ended a couple days ago. Oh, the, <laughs> there you go. There's the, li- there's, there's there's the, the lightning. <laughs> uh, okay. The, the lightning. The lightning won the won the. Dare me Cup. to try and guess what city the lightning play for. Tampa Bay. Okay, so um, I guess we'll jump into uh, Week Four lines. Uh, we've got. Uh, the Niners uh, are giving points to the Eagles, who looks good against – well, they're playing the Reds. <laughs> they're playing the so Bengals. They're play- Come on. They're, they're playing 
yes, uh, a bad team. Win by a couple touchdowns. Niners have looked good, right, but they've played the two worst teams in the league. So a full touchdown. I think they're they're on the road, right? No, they're at home. Niners are at home. Oh, they're at home. Okay, so maybe, yeah, this is uh, not a bad spot. Um, I'm not just going to ride the Niners because they're undervalued here. Probably – Probably is not a bad bet for a full touchdown, though. I'll take the Niners. I'm going to take the Niners as well. I mean, the Eagles clearly are struggling. Wentz is clearly struggling on offense. They struggled against the Bengals all day. Um, I mean, how do you end in a tie against the Bengals? Uh, That was a very ugly game on both sides. The Bengals, late in the game, gave gave up an easy touchdown. And basically sent it into overtime, and then nothing happened in overtime. So this Eagles team is really struggling to find their identity. Uh, their wide receivers aren't very good. Their offensive line is banged up. So I think I think the Niners defense is going to feast all day on these guys, and I, I think the Niners are going to win pretty handily. I, I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. I'm on the Eagles. I'm on the Eagles here. I, I think it's too many points. I think a winless team is uh, going to have some fight in them. I think the NFC East is a joke. It's up for grabs still. So I think the Eagles realize they might have something to play for still. Um, yeah, I just don't think they're dead yet. I, I um, They look terrible, but this is, I think, too many points for a pretty banged-up SF team to be laying. Um, and like you said, they've, they've beaten just kind of the dregs of the NFL, so it's hard to really gauge how good they are. But they beat up on teams that you need to beat up on. So they're getting it done. I, I just think it's too many points. Um, this is kind of, I think, my last hurrah with Philly. I've been on them. Well, last week, I was, I, they shouldn't have been that big of favorites. But um, I still think that there's a semblance of a good team here somewhere. And if they lay an egg here, then this is probably the end. Um, probably Peterson gets fired and Wentz is done. I, I can't imagine them keeping it much longer with the blowout loss here. So one last hurrah with the back against the wall. I'll take the points in a desperate team. Keeps. Do you think they're going to fire the coach? Yeah, that's a wild. wild Just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I don't think they're going to A couple years ago. Maybe, I mean, like it was exaggerating, but there's going to be some changes for sure. Like a team that goes 0-3-1 that looks terrible, Wentz is getting beat up. You know, this, this is a proud team. That has, you know, playoff aspirations. Oh, hmm. Uh, I like the Eagles a lot more until you just spoke about them. <laughs> <laughs> I said all good things, all positive things. Um, I like them until you spoke. <laughs> <laughs> I liked other things about them, and I don't like the things you like about them. So now I'm in a bit of a quandary. Um, I'm going to take the Eagles, but for an entirely different set of reasons. Um, I think uh, this is a team that was like their own like crowd noise operator was booing them when they were throwing. Oh yeah, clapping. Um, so I think this is a. I'll, I'll, I'll operate under the uh, the old thesis of like some teams are actually better away from home when the things at home aren't so good. Uh, even though it's a fake crowd, I, I have to think uh, you know the sort of the pressure cooker of being in in Philly with a uh, with a, an unhappy fan base is is a good a good thing to get away from that. Um, and the Niners have no home field advantage. We've talked about that for years. I don't see that here. Uh, it seems 
almost too good to believe that the Niners would lose like half their team and somehow still be amazing. Um, so I'll buy into a little bit of what Roy is saying with like, they beat up on some terrible teams. They actually are not the dominant team that has a backup quarterback who passes for 300 yards with ease. Um, and I, I say they, uh, you know, this is the, this is a high price to pay for the Niners in their current state. So I'll, I'll, I'll go Philly too. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you for thinking that. The only thing is, is that the Eagles are extremely banged up as well. I, I would. Agree, I would agree with you if the Eagles' offensive line wasn't absolutely just destroyed at this point. They had a lot of injuries last week and the week before. Their offensive line—they're running all backups at this point. I, I think they only have two starters on the offensive line starting this week, which is going to be huge because the the Niners' defensive line is really coming alive. Uh, last week, Javon Kinlaw looked like an absolute monster. I, I think you're going to see – and Deion Jordan is now showing up. Guys that you didn't even think were, were going to be a, a possibility of being decent playing uh, played very well last week. I understand it's the Giants and they're really grabby. But I, I think I think the Niners' defensive line is going to feast all day on, on the Eagles. And Wentz has not looked good all year. And I, I think that's going to continue this week. I think there are, like, so the Niners lost a lot of headline guys. But I, I still think at the core, like, the team is way better than the bottom barrel teams. And I think the Eagles are in there. Yep. Um, so, like, yeah, you, you use your your uh, your first overall uh, Bosa. You've got um, all your running backs are injured. No, no receivers. Um, and your third backup quarterback. So all on paper, you could just write this team up as injury team and their toast. I still think they're just better than the Eagles. So Yeah, they have a lot more depth. That's what it is. There's a lot more depth. Kerry Hyder is really – he's a good depth guy, and he's, he's proven that uh, with, the, with the Seahawks as well as the Niners. And uh, he played really well last week. Javon Kinlaw is finally coming alive. It took him a couple weeks, but last week he had a really big week. Uh, you know, Fred Warner's still really good. Uh, they're getting they're getting Debo Samuel back this week, which is going to be big. Right, Debo should be good. And and also they're getting Kittle back this week. Kittle Kittle's coming back this week. He's at home. I, I think the Niners are going to look a lot different than they did the last couple weeks. Uh, I know Mullins is still technically a backup, but he's a very solid backup. He'd be starting on a lot of teams right now. Wow. Uh, okay. Um, I think we could move along on to our next game of the week. We have, uh, what is this, Monday night? Uh, we got Falcons at the Packers. The Packers are giving a touchdown and a half. A uh, full over-under of 57, so they're pretty excited about some offense going on here. Um, do you guys have any opinion? I, I want to know the forecast first. You've got to give us a forecast when there's a game in Green Bay. Mm. It's 50s with no rain. Well, let's, go, let's get our Falcons expert uh, to put his, put his new glasses. And, and hey, it, uh, hey. Am I not the weatherman? Come on. I, pull, I pulled that on you. You tried to test me. You were ready. Yeah. You were ready. Uh, supposed to be, yeah, like mid-50s with no weather problem. 
What's uh, what's Julio's status? Uh, Julio Jones. Uh, he's, he's, he's ready to go. I think he's ready to go. That's what they said. He has limited practice. Okay. If if Julio goes, I think this is a pretty safe play on the points and the Falcons. I think <laughs> play on the Falcons said? after all that. <laughs> yeah. He's back. He's back never left. Left. Never left. Falcons bus just keeps on trucking. This thing might be on fire. It might have four flat <laughs> tires, but it just keeps on rolling. It's amazing. Oh, shoot. It oh, just means it's more energy efficient. It's an energy efficient bus uh, now. He was sober Roy, for Roy just 10 can't minutes. Roy just, can't. <laughs> Roy just can't lay off. He just can't do it. He's hooked. <laughs> I see oh, the uh, shiny new toy in the offense still oh. there. Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, give me that offense. Which of those toys is <laughs> shiny and new? Shiny new toys. Shiny new toys. Guys, Ryan, guys, guys limited practice. <laughs> shiny and new. Todd Gurley is a shiny new toy here. On this we got to take it. We got to have an intervention here, Roy. You can't keep going down this road. It hurts oh. you too many times. It's too many points. That's all it is. It's, it's too many points. Oh, shiny oh, and Dan Quinn, what did he do to you? I think the Packers Packers will be up probably at halftime by two scores, maybe two and a half scores, and then the Falcons are just going to be chucking it like over the field. As you saw last week, you know, Todd Gurley's running for chunks of yards, but then they just abandon the run. I wouldn't put it past him again just to, 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 to come out firing, like run Todd Gurley, ground and pound, and then, oh, let's just chuck it around with uh, Matt Ryan. So any score – or any lead is not safe with a touchdown and a half uh, in a potent offense for a backdoor cover. So I'm just, I'm just hoping that the Falcons defense keeps it close and the what, offense what, can keep up. I, I'm going to jump in. I mean, we're going to razz you for the Falcons for eternity. But um, what do we always say about the Falcons? When they go on the road and outdoors, they look terrible. They've never terrible. traveled well. Yep. And it's not going to be like the worst of weather, but anywhere where there's grass and not a dome, Matt Ryan <laughs> just does not look the same. It's similar to Drew yeah. Brees. Any any of those guys who've just been, you know, cruising inside for you know Hall of Fame numbers, when they go outside, they just aren't the same same team. I think the Packers are playing well. It, you know, say what we say about the Saints, but the Packers looked good last week. They have a running game. Um, Rogers looks, uh, you know, uh, back to his good self. He's healthy. I I don't think seven and a half is that bad. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I'm not going to bet against the Packers again this week, especially against a team that's reeling like the Falcons. Uh, that has no defense. I mean, the Falcons have no defense. So you take you take all those factors. I, I'm not going to take the Falcons in this game. Sorry. Ain't happening. Uh, I, I'm on the Packers. Roy's still on his Falcon sauce. That's also making – not only am I picking the Packers, I'm switching from Philly back to the Niners. <laughs> Yikes. You can't trust an addict. He's, he's hooked on these, these this style of offense, and uh, I think it's clouded. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's clouded <laughs> some things. This, this does lead us up to a potential Roy comeback. So – I like this storyline. <laughs> I feel like Roy is like a, he's an investor. I like this narrative. He's put his whole portfolio into like this this class of team that's like the Falcons, the Cowboys, like the maybe the Texans. Um, like oh, it's almost like Texans. these are these are like the penny stocks, and Roy's like he's he's in too deep to get out. He's been on he's been riding with the 
the dirty bird for too many too many uh, go rounds, and uh, you can't put that down. You're you're riding riding until you die. Unfortunately, oh, I think yeah, well said. This is can't, the slow death. <laughs> can't argue with that. <laughs> this is the slow yeah. death. Oh man, rough. What, what changes first, your opinion of the team, or or Quinn loses his job? This is actually one of the beautiful things while you think about it of about this whole thing is that the fact that they could fire their coach will restore hope for you if you ever do lose it. Like, cause they're still going to have the same names and faces and this idea that like, well, if they just had a coach who didn't abandon the run in the fourth quarter, every single time he has a huge lead, well then they've won the Super Bowl. They're winning a lot, lots of games. So yeah, I'm curious if you'll ever lose hope in them because there's almost always this tantalizing, uh, well, if it was just a different captain of this ship. Well, it's always glaring, right? It's the coach and the quarterback in football. And so, like, you can look at the Buccaneers, and they went from Winston to Tom Brady, and immediately they're Super Bowl favorite. A team that has always underperformed, and you just added a Hall of Famer. And so, similar to Bill Belichick picked up – what's the bad team? The Bills? Oh, not of the Bills. They're good. Like the Jets. Oh, I'm like, the Bills are 3-0, buddy. <laughs> if Bill Belichick, Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick goes back to the uh, Jets, you think they're an 8-8 team <laughs> straight out the box somehow. I think it is. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think they are an 8-8 team straight out the box. Yeah, Coaching is the, a big difference in the NFL. I think, it, yeah, I think if you told me one thing about a team, if, if I could only know one person who's involved with the team and, you asked, and, and I had to bet on it, coach would be the, the answer. Look at look at Andy yeah, Reid. Coach makes such a huge difference in the NFL. Never in doubt. I mean, yeah, uh, the Rams are kind of middling, but the second they got rid of Fisher, that all-star team went to the Super Bowl. Like, it was just getting rid of your negative performing coach and got the slightly better coach. The team had like 12 pro bowlers. I know where. Um, but yes, I agree. Co- coach and quarterback give immediate change in your mentality about the team. I don't know if there's many out there that are available that I would uh, be excited about. I think Tomlin was close to being let go. I would be interested in picking him up immediately. Um, what about like a uh, John Harbaugh oh, yeah. comes back to the NFL, coaches the Falcons? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh comes back. Yeah, he's. I'm oh, sorry, Jim. Also. Yeah, not John. Yeah. Jim. Yeah, he's an immediate bet on coach. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think Jim Jim Harbaugh makes any team that he joins. He makes them relative. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I mean, relevant. Sorry. He makes them a relevant team. I don't think he makes them a great team, but he makes them a relevant team that's going to be consistently good every year. I don't think they're going to win any Super Bowls, but they're going to be in it every single year. Kind of like a Dusty Baker type. Right. Yeah. Can get you to the playoffs. And you've seen our that favorite, Our favorite like, vein of coaches and managers, like the Schottenheimer-Dusty Baker group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he is. That's exactly what he is. Like he's ten and three, eleven and two in college. Like he's gonna constantly have you in the in the running, but he's never gonna take you to the. He's never gonna take you to the house. 
Well said. He's a mic uh, Tony. I won't leave this open. I think um, we're skipping the Thursday night football game that is currently in progress. It was three. Um, I thought that was way too low. The Jets are terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I. Yeah, I think the Broncos are a way better team just based on what they have. Oh, it's still there. I mean, Bradley Chubb is a much better player than any player that the Jets have. So, just on that fact alone, they're going to be more competent. The Broncos have a functioning running back. That is uh, compared that to is to whatever the Jets are throwing out there. Yeah, I thought this was so low. Yeah, uh, the ghost of Frank Gore. That's what they're throwing out there. Yeah, it's brutal. I just wanted to bring that up if we were ever oh, well, Jay, able to talk about Jason Crowder is back for the Jets, so they actually have a confident wide receiver. Yeah, true. I saw him make a couple plays already. Um, I guess that's it for the, the primetime games. Uh, does anyone uh, want to boldly go into best bet? Well, Monday night. Mo- Monday night. We... No. Can we do oh, Monday yeah. night? Oh, okay. What I'm seeing is the uh, – thir- Oh! Wait, he uh, – It's a yard again. Oh, my yeah. God. Oppo. Oh, my God. Okay, so – Absolute beast. Oh, Hoppo like taco. Let's go. Yep. Um, but Bavada's already showing next week's line, so I, I got a little trick there. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. I've never seen that from Bavada, but they'll take your money if you want to give it. Um, I've never been a big fan <laughs> of, like, uh, future betting because, like, football, like, a team like the Niners could lose half their team and you lose a lot of what you – you think is the team value. Um, does anyone want to put out their best bet? Um, uh, immediately what's coming to me is uh, the Buccaneers right now. The Buccaneers at home are getting are, are giving seven and against the Chargers on the road. Uh, the, the Chargers are beat to hell right now. They are a really beat up squad. And Herbert, he he got beat up last week. He was he almost came out of the game last week. Like I I like the Bucks in this game to cover this this seven line right here. No, it's really. I don't think I don't think the Chargers have a. Oh, I don't, I I don't think say, the Chargers got it this week. What's What's funny is that uh, whenever there's like bad press that can be buried in the NFL, it happens pretty uh, seamlessly because they tell, you know, Adam Scheffler and whatever to stop talking about it. But was it last week or two weeks ago where their coach or their, their team doctor stabbed uh, Tyrod Taylor in the lung or something? <laughs> Do you remember that? That's why Hip- Herbert's playing. Yeah. He punctured mm-hmm. his lung with a, with a needle. Yeah. That's uh yeah. and, and Herbert almost had to do the same thing. Cause he broke, he, he has a cracked rib right now. Justin Herbert has a cracked rib as of this moment. And, and so they were thinking about opinion. doing the same thing for him. Yeah, he's going to risk it, not even go to the doctor. He's like, I don't know. Shoot. Yeah, that's a, that's a good call. I think uh, the one side would be is that the Bucks are, you know, riding high, I guess. They're putting up big numbers. 
I just still not really sure about Brady. <laughs> um, decision making and his throwing ability, but uh, I think that's a fine bet. Chargers are notoriously a good traveling team, though. So who knows? I will. I will throw out my best bet. This will get people going. I think uh, the Cowboys are going to blow out the Browns. So they're only giving four and a half at home to uh, the Browns team came up uh, a couple touchdown victory. And um, this team is notoriously not um, disciplined. So they'll have a good game and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're, we're a good team again. And they'll take it easy for the next week. And then the Cowboys have been kind of scuffling here. But I think this is like a get good week. Um, on, let's pound the Browns. I, I'm, I'm on this for sure. I think the Cowboys are the top, the top version of that Falcons tier of Texans of like these flawed teams that could, they have some weapons that are peak, uh, like peak performance type, like your quarterback can come out and throw for 400 yards and four TDs. Like that's more than 24 teams can say, but you have flaws. I think I like teams like that against bad teams. I don't like them against good teams. And I think, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. This feels like that sort of high ceiling, but un- inconsistent mistake making team against bad team. Uh, I'm not buying the, the Baker Mayfield story here. Uh, I, I agree with you guys. Uh, I agree with you guys for the most part. The only thing is I worry about that Dallas Cowboys defense. They are soft. They're really bad. I, I, th- I think that the I think the Browns are going to score a lot of points. I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. I think it's going to be like a 38-32 ball game. Yeah, I think it's – I'm just not sure. This is one I wouldn't bet because I think both teams are going to score a lot of points. I don't think Baker Mayfield's going to even throw the ball that much. I think it's mostly going to be the the Browns forcing the Cowboys to show whether they can stop the run. Because when you have Kareem Hunt and you have Nick Chubb running down your throat all game, it's it's pretty tough to stop. Um, I, I, I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I'm, this is a stay away for me, personally. Hey, you make a good point. You don't want the chub running down down your throat. <laughs> you never know. I've got a I've got one here that should stir up a little a little controversy. So, uh, I think th- this team is kind of my it's it's in my tier of teams. That's like the Saints, um, yeah. and it's Raiders. Raiders are getting three and a half at home in Vegas in the Death Star against Tim's Bills. I think the Bills brand has been amazing defense and their quarterback can make some plays and has great tools. I'm not sure their defense is amazing. So I'm going to say Raiders at home getting the points. Let's keep it close. Maybe win the game outright. Why don't we sprinkle a little bit? Bills did not look uh, to be at the peak of their powers last weekend. Let's take a shot. They get tired and maybe uh, stay out late at the casino a little too much. Uh, (laughs) This one Raiders plus three and a half. Shoot it. Okay. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know how the Bills travel right now because the Bills haven't had to travel so far. So they've been in New York the entire time. So let's, uh, this is going to be a real test for them. The, the Raiders are not a bad team. 
They've played every single team that they've played against tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is going to be a, te- a real test, the first test for the Bills to see whether they can travel across country. <gasps> yeah, that's a bad play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, uh, would totally agree that the Bills' defense hasn't actually shown that they're great. They've given yeah. up. 25 plus points in every game. So, um, I, I don't know if we can start backing the Raiders, but they have looked better this year. So, that's not that's not a big reach. So, not that. No, it's not it's not a huge reach. I agree with you. I agree with you. That's not a huge reach. Uh, the Bills haven't had to travel at all this year. They played they played the Dolphins. Uh, they played Dolphins at home. They played uh, the Rams at home, and then they played. They played them at the – I mean, New Jersey. They played the Jets in New Jersey. So, I mean, they haven't had to travel at all. So, this is going to be their first real road test to see whether they're a legit team or not. So, I mean, it's a, it's a legit question to ask. Yeah. So, uh, my best bet is I'm not happy about laying this many points, but I don't see how this team can hang – whatsoever um and that's the rams laying 13 at home yeah i i thought the last week's performance against the bills was just a great like barometer for kind of how tough this team is now like i think you know they had a pretty crappy uh, year last year so this is kind of a year to to turn back the narrative like hey we're an offensive kind of powerhouse sean McVay scheming we're looking good donald is just wrecking fools left and right the bills had no answer for aaron donald last week um now you say, come back home to kind of regroup and lick your wounds and get the, the Giants to come in. So Giants travel cross country after just getting pounded by a team basically playing all backups. Like, Mullen's making his start, and he, and he, he threw for what, like almost 400 yards. So no Saquon, and Danny Dimes is now somehow going uh, to put this team on his back. I think the Rams are playing really well. I think they're kind of pissed that they um, – they, they let that win slip away at the very end. Even though they were out of it for most of the game, they, they fought back. And I think the Rams just put their mark back on this um, – back on the West here and just roll the Giants. I'm, I'm all with you, Roy. I thought about taking this game. Um, if we had the Thursday available, I would have taken the Broncos. But I'm, I'm feeling just betting against Giants and Jets until they get the real lines they deserve. 13 is not enough. I think it should be 14. Yeah, I agree. I think, yeah, it just needs to keep going up and up until they can say stop giving up 25-point, you know, games. Losses, yeah. Yeah. We're looking, yeah. I just see Aaron Donald just wrecking floor. this game. We're looking for the floor they, you, NFL teams. What is the floor? How yeah, low is the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the Giants. The Giants have no answers for in this game because they, really they have no, they you, have no you wide can, receivers. Mm-hmm. They and they have no, no running back. back. It was a, a yeah. one-man offense, and they lost yeah. it. So, like, and I don't – this Danny Dimes is like a – it's like when you make Easy. up a nickname for bad players. Just so uh, – <laughs> uh, Game uh, James. more popular, yeah. but he, he doesn't know how to throw the football. So, yeah. even if he had receivers, it's not going to matter either. Um, yeah, he made yeah. some really questionable throws. 
that pick to Fred Warner last week was absolute abomination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, was, that was... it's tough. It's a tough position. You draft someone high, and you don't get, you don't have other people around you. It's like going to be really hard to learn to play uh, NFL quarterbacks. So that's rough. Um, I I just don't trust it. So mm-hmm. you can just keep sending uh, free money to Giants and Jets bets this this year. Is there any, like, uh, for sure, first pick, first overall in college football right now? I guess uh, none of, none of Trevor college. Lawrence is going to be in the number one overall pick. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one overall pick. Tim, give us a scouting report. I mean, he's 6'5", 230, has a rocket for an arm. He runs like a gazelle. Like, what else is to, to say about Trevor Lawrence? The guy's been in the last three national championship games. Thank like, you for Trevor. Yeah, so that's a that's so the a Jets real thing. and Giants are tanking their their first round pick. Well, well, the thing is, if the Jets get the number one pick, they're going to trade out. They're going to trade back for sure, because I mean they're going to stick with Darnold. I'm just telling you, they're not going to they're not going to waste another number one pick, or they're going to take or they're going to take a defensive end. If there's like a, a super high end defensive player, they'll take him at number one, but. It won't be because Trevor Lawrence is worse than Sam Darnold. It's because they don't want to waste another number one overall pick on another quarterback because they're basically stuck with Darnold at this point. One of the things that I don't like about that trade that the Jets made for Jamal Adams is that the Seahawks are a good team. So it's not like you're going to get like a a top 10 pick. It's going to be in the 20s. So it's, it's yeah. probably going to be a serviceable player, but it's not the all pro that uh, and you just had to pay him. It's not like there's anyone else on your team that you want to pay other than your best player. It's similar to uh, the Khalil Mack thing. It's like, sure, you're getting first round. That's You have a first round pick. You have the first pick overall. If Khalil Mack was in the draft, you know, two years ago or whenever that trade was done, he would have gone first for sure. So yeah, he's he's not better than what you're getting. So exactly. that that's pretty much that's pretty much the way I felt with Buckner, with Kinlaw. You're getting basically it's basically a wash. But the thing is, is that you're paying Kinlaw a fraction of the amount of money you're paying Buckner. Buckner is getting paid like a like yeah. A that seems that seems like a reasonable move. Yeah, he's getting paid like a quarterback. Kinlaw is getting paid like a rookie. Right. So he's getting the rookie deal, which he's only a eight million dollar hit off the cap, where Buckner is a twenty two million dollar hit off the cap. So it's just it's just something to think about for for something. Well, with Jamal Adams, it's a completely different story. You have the Seahawks. The Seahawks are going to be uh, they're going to be in the low twenties every single year for the next three years because they have Russell Wilson. So they're going to be anywhere between 24 to 32 for the next three years. And so basically all their first round picks that they're getting from the Seahawks, they're, they're all going to be bottom of the barrel picks. What a world world. What is the, uh, like, how are they going to do college football scouting? Like half the teams aren't playing. Uh, well, 
I mean, the Pac-12 is unimportant anyway. I mean, nobody's like, oh, man, we really need to see that Pac-12. Like, well, the Pac-12 is starting in October. So they're starting late. They're starting mid-October. But <laughs> but even but even then, nobody's like, oh, my God, we, I got to see Oregon now. Oregon hasn't been relevant in years, and neither has USC. So as long as the SEC is playing, that's all that matters. SEC and OSU, like Oregon State and, and any SEC team. That's basically how important at this point. Okay. That's uh, our college football segment. That's, uh, <laughs> that was interesting. All new news to me. Uh, yeah, I mean, really- the Pac-12 hasn't been relevant in years, basically since Carroll left. Does anyone want to have a NHL segment? <laughs> that's a no okay i think uh we've probably done enough do you guys have any other topics uh revolving real football <laughs> no all right sweet no, so we've uh nothing. we've wrapped up uh we week it, four yeah. of episode uh, 76 uh i hope you guys have a good uh, betting weekend and have a good night Thanks, man. Good night. You too, boys. Thanks a lot. Get it. Get it. We did it on the hour. Hey, that was good.